Hello and welcome to the All Aboard Golf Kickoff Show. My name is Caleb Roberson, co-host of All Aboard Golf, and I'm here with my partner, Drew Warner. We're so excited to launch this product and give you a preview of what we're going to do this year. Thanks so much, Caleb. Uh, like Caleb said, my name is Drew Warner, and I'm Caleb's co-host on All Aboard Golf. Simply put, Caleb and I love golf, and that really is the impetus for starting this project and for launching this podcast uh, in, in this new year of 2023. And, you know, Caleb and I spent a lot of time over the last year and a half, two years, as he really dove into the game of golf for the first time on the phone, just talking through golf and all things golf. And, you know, these are conversations we'd probably be having for fun anyway. And I think we just decided, you know, why not share our love for the game and our insights into the game and our perspectives on the game with a wider audience if we have all these interesting conversations anyway. So that's really where All Aboard Golf came from. And we're going to dive more into that later in this episode. But for now, we're happy to have you on board. And thanks for joining us. So as Drew said, this episode is going to serve as a preview for all of our content in 2023. So we'll start today by introducing ourselves, talk about our background in golf. We'll tell you what All Aboard Golf is and why we started this project. And then at the very end, we'll share our episode schedule for the whole year. So Drew, why don't we start by explaining why we chose the name All Aboard? Yeah, Caleb, I'd love to dive a bit deeper into the actual name of our podcast for now. So we chose the name All Aboard Golf just to signify that we want everyone to be engaged in the game of golf, regardless of your knowledge level or your experience level or anything related to golf. Uh, we want everyone to be on board with what we believe is one of the greatest sports in the entire world. So we chose the name All Aboard, and you'll see our logo as a train, uh, because All Aboard is the phrase that a train conductor will yell when it's time for everybody to get on the train and move on to their final destination. So simply put, we want everyone in golf or tangential to golf to get on the golf train and you know help to keep moving our wonderful sport into the future. So we want people who are total golf addicts who have been surrounded by the sport their entire life and play five times a week to be enriched by our content and you know want to get on the golf train. We want people that have never touched a golf club to listen to our podcast and be interested in some of the things we have to share about golf and also want to get on the golf train. And we want people that, you know, maybe are casual golfers play three, four, five times a year with their friends, but maybe want to play more. Maybe our podcast helps to get them interested in playing more. So the idea of the name really was to demonstrate that golf is an inclusive sport and has the potential to bring people and communities together. And we just want everyone on board and engaged with the game. So I, I think that sort of explains our mindset behind the name and, and why we ultimately went with that. I think one other thing I would just add about our the name of our podcast too is that we sort of want to connect, to connect the name of our golf podcast with some golf terminology. So birdie train, bogey train, par train are often phrases you'll hear golfers use to describe their scores on certain holes. And uh, we think that all aboard golf connects with that train idea you hear talked about by various golfers as well. So kind of a secondary piece of why we chose the name, but certainly certainly a part of it too. So next, Drew, why don't we talk about us and our, our introduce ourselves to our audience? Big part of that is telling our golf story. So Drew, I'll hand it off to you first. What's your golf story? So yeah, to, to, to kick off my story, I would say my golf story kind of comes in three phases. I would say the first stage is what I would consider the introduction phase. So 
I've been surrounded by the game really from a young age. You know, my dad played, my uncles and aunts play, my cousins play, my grandparents played, my great grandparents played. So there's certainly a long lineage of golf history in the Warner family. So it's something that's always been a part of my life. Uh, I grew up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, playing at a course called Saucon Valley Country Club. And I really started organized clinics and taking lessons for golf when I was maybe eight or nine years old. So that was kind of the beginning of my organized golf career. But there are pictures of me much younger than that on the turf putting green in my parents' house in the, in the backyard, um, you know, hitting putts out there when I was two, three, four years old with my dad and my sister. So again, golf's been a part of my life for really as long as I can remember. Um, and that's how I would characterize that introduction phase. And, and I played, you know, I played throughout middle school, early high school, kind of in this introduction phase. And I was a decent player because I'd, again, grown up around the game, but it was not something that I took very seriously until I got to the next phase of my kind of golf story, which I think I would probably characterize as the obsession phase. And this really started my sophomore year of high school when, you know, I sort of turned away from some other sports to focus more fully on golf. And, uh, you know, my goal was really to be to become the best competitive player I could possibly be. So ultimately worked on my game a lot, started really taking individualized lessons. And, you know, I played a lot of high level competitive golf. I ultimately made it down to a plus handicap at one point in time. So a, a below zero handicap. And I was recruited to play golf too uh, in college, not, not at a super high division one level by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, recruited by some smaller division one programs and some division three programs as well. So that was certainly a part of my story and was a goal of mine for a very long time. And I would say also around this time, you know, really getting into golf is when I became obsessed with all things golf, not just playing competitively. So reading golf books and studying golf history and understanding golf course design and reading up on the history of famous golf architects and what their visions for courses were. And I think that was sort of where the, the biggest piece of my knowledge about golf today kind of comes from that time period of my life, or at least began in that time period of my life. Uh, I would say the third part of my golf story, kind of the story that's happened, you know, the, the part of my story I'm currently living in and the part of the story I've been really since the start of college about five years ago is what I would call the mentorship phase. So in high school, golf was stress for me because golf, <clears throat> was basically me trying to compete at the highest level I could to get recruited to play in college. And I was living and dying with every single shot. And ultimately in college, golf kind of became the opposite, weirdly, uh, especially being a college student during COVID, things were pretty stressful on and around campus. And so golf became a way for me to get outside and enjoy time with my friends and get away from campus and do something that I had had previous success in and something that I could introduce to my friends and uh, my new friends and old friends kind of throughout that period of time. And so it really became a way for me, I think, uh, to mentor others and to bring new people into the game, which is something I feel very strongly and passionately about. So uh, Caleb can sort of speak to speak to how this worked for me, because I think he was one of the people I kind of forced to play a little bit more golf at the beginning as he was getting into it. Um, and, you know, for example, my roommates in college, they'd all played a little bit of golf, but not a lot. And I love bringing them out there and talking them through how to hit different shots and what the thought process should be on different holes and some of the etiquette of the game and, you know, telling some cool stories from the history of the game too along the way. And so uh, for me, it was a great chance to share some of the knowledge I'd accumulated over the years of being surrounded by golf and also just a great way to, uh, to spend some time with my friends. As far as where my game kind of currently stands, I'm about a one to two handicap somewhere in that range. And, you know, uh, my, I don't play quite as much as I'd like, given that I recently started a full-time job, which takes a lot of my time, but I do have the goal in the future of playing in high level amateur events and, uh, really trying to make the most of, you know, the, the golf talent I do have and the golf skill I do have. And 
Um, I'm happy to have you guys along for that journey as well. But anyway, that's my story. Uh, obviously, I grew up with golf as a big part of my life. And again, that's the perspective from which I'm going to approach a lot of the content that Caleb and I put together. Uh, switching gears a little bit, Caleb, I know your story, uh, but for the sake of our listeners, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you actually got into golf. So why don't you share a bit, a bit more about your background with the sport? My golf story is is not quite long enough to have multiple phases, I don't think, yet. My first exposure to golf was from my sophomore year of college. I had the opportunity to attend the Bay Hill Invitational down in Orlando and just absolutely enjoyed myself. Uh, didn't really have any expectations for the tournament, but getting to see these players up close and personal uh, was just awestruck at their ability to you know hit a golf ball. I caught the end of Tiger winning the Masters in, in 2019. I, you know, I, I wasn't really into golf to watch the whole, whole tournament the way I am now, which is kind of crazy to think back to a time where I didn't watch all four rounds of the Masters. But you know, I didn't have the historical context necessary to fully appreciate that moment. The next big golf moment was during COVID. You know, I was at home and golf was the first sport that came back and played live on TV. So if you were a sports fan and, and wanted something to watch, golf was pretty much your only option at that time. I remember watching Colin Morikawa win the PGA Championship in my former backyard in Golden Gate Park, the Harding Park course. And I remember texting you, Drew, asking, like, who is this guy? You're like, oh, actually, he's a bright young player who's going to have a really good career. So I, I think that really excited me to to watch more golf. And as I watch more golf, I like to play more golf. And Going, coming back to campus and, and playing golf with you was a big part of that. And playing more golf made me watch more golf. So this is kind of a big cycle. Reinforcing feedback loop. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it, it really is true that the more golf that you watch, the more you like to play and, and, and vice versa. As far as today, I'm mid to high 20s handicap. Uh, not quite as good as Drew, but I'm getting there. I'll catch him one day and uh, I'll shoot in the high 90s pretty consistently. So you, you notice in my story and Drew's story that there's not a whole lot of overlap in terms of our, our experience in the game, but what is common between us is our, our love for the game. And even though we come at it from two different perspectives, we, we share that passion. Drew, I th think that's a microcosm of the professional sport right now is you have a large conversation going on between the old guard and the new new guard, so to speak. And that's sort of the lens that we wanted to create our, our content for this podcast with, teasing out some of those differences and debates and also reconciling them a little bit. With that, Drew, why don't you take us through uh, some of our content streams? All right. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to take a moment now and sort of transition after Caleb's golf story into hearing a bit more about you know what you can actually expect from a content perspective. And I know Caleb started to tease that a little bit at the end of his answer at the last question there. But uh, the first stream and the stream you'll see the most episodes from us in is our golf preview stream, our big tournament preview stream is... Uh, sort of a working title for it, I guess. And there's going to be six episodes in 2023 surrounding this content stream. So, and those are going to be centered around big golf tournaments. You'll have the four major championships, the Masters, the PGA Championship, the US Open Championship, and the Open Championship, uh, as well as the Players Championship, which is the PGA Tours flagship tournament in March. And, uh, you know, for this year, we're going to be focusing on the Ryder Cup, which will be held in Italy this year. Uh, but in even numbered years, we're going to focus on the President's Cup. So you'll get Ryder Cup and President's Cup from listening to this stream. And look, there's a lot of golf media already out there that sort of focuses on previewing these big tournaments, previewing how players are going to play in these big tournaments, uh, you know, what fans should be thinking about as they're watching players play, et cetera, et cetera. 
And I think for us, what's going to differentiate all the board from some other golf media that's out there is there's going to be a major focus on golf course design and golf course strategy. And the idea behind that is really to equip watchers of the tournament uh, with some context for the course they're actually seeing uh, to hopefully enhance and make them enjoy the watching experience even more. So, you know, for example, we have the Masters and it's played at Augusta National every single year. And so fans see Augusta every year. They've got a great sense, generally speaking, of the different holes out there and how different holes play and where the good places to hit it are and where the bad places to hit it are. And ultimately, we want every tournament to feel like that for a fan because we see that the Masters has such high engagement levels and people know the course. And that makes for a much better watching experience uh, for anyone tuning in, whether they're a casual fan or they're a hardcore golf fan. And when you think about major championships, you see that a lot of the courses we see on the rotations, you know, these events go to once every 10 to 15 years. So if you haven't seen a course in 15 years, the likelihood you remember any of the holes is very, very low. So what we want is to kind of go through every single course for these tournaments, hole by hole, sort of explain how the hole was originally designed, how the hole is intended to be played, slash how it's been played kind of in the most recent iterations of tournaments held there. And that is to give fans a sense of how the architect originally, you know, intended their hole and their course to be played <clears throat> versus how it actually will be played by players that week in the event. And we're hoping by doing that, we can also give some sense of, again, where the good places to miss are or the bad places to miss are. And what we want ultimately is for our listeners to sit back the next week, watch the tournament and say Scotty Scheffler hits his ball way right on the 15th hole. I might say, oh no, Scotty's in big trouble now because I know from listening to what Drew and Caleb said on All Aboard last week that missing right on the 15th hole is not the place you want to be. So that's really the purpose behind that stream. Uh, switching gears to our second stream, Caleb, I'd love to hear you talk a bit more about the stream you're largely going to be responsible for. Um, so could you share a bit more with us about the Golf Evolution stream, as I believe you've coined it? Yeah. So um, we talked earlier about the different perspectives that Drew and I come to this podcast with. And that's what these these smaller two streams are really going to to highlight. And for me, it's looking forward into the future and imagining what the game of golf could be and, and maybe even what it will be. The ways in which people enjoy the game, play the game, watch the game have really evolved, uh, especially recently. Uh, you have courses like par three courses under the lights. Um, and even in the professional level, you have a debate on distance and this advances in equipment and, and strength training and kind of ruining the fun of professional golf. So this content stream is going to be teasing that out a little bit. We'll talk about some of the advances and, and the nuances of, of the new elements of the game and kind of project out, you know, what, what could golf look like in the future? So that's my stream. But Drew, you have uh, a little bit of a different perspective for your stream. Thanks, Caleb. Yeah, I know, like you mentioned, you're taking sort of a present and maybe more forward looking view of golf with your golf evolution stream. And like you said, mine's exactly the opposite. So mine is a golf history stream. And really the purpose of this stream is twofold. I think first and foremost, it's an opportunity to provide entertainment and provide context for golf in its current form by looking at different historical moments in the game that sort of add up to what golf actually is today. So this is the opportunity for us to share both the well-known and sort of the hidden gem stories from golf's history. Because golf's a really, really old sport. Uh, golf has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, and along the way, a lot of great moments have happened, a lot of great memories have happened, and a lot of things have happened that contribute to golf as we know it today. So I think each of those episodes will be largely a sort of deep dive on one historical moment or tournament or player or whatever it might be that helps provide context for the golf we're watching on TV today. 
So yeah, th those are pretty much the three main content streams that Caleb and I are going to be working with in 2023 as we launch All Aboard Golf. And I think it's important for us to take a sort of step up and look at things from a 30,000 foot level for a moment. And I think a big question is, why are we doing this? And I think that really, it can be answered in sort of three parts. And so I think the first part, our first goal with this podcast is to create content that unlocks the game to golf fans of all knowledge levels. So I mentioned this before, but we want people who are totally addicted to golf to feel enriched by our content and to find stuff they can relate to in it. We also want people on the opposite end of the spectrum that have maybe never touched a golf club to hear what we're talking about and maybe have something resonate with them that gets them more into golf. And we have those two ends of the spectrum. But we want everyone in between to listen to our podcast and ultimately feel like they can connect with something that we're putting out. So our goal is to create some kind of content for everyone. We want something for everyone and we want all fans to feel like they can participate in all of board golf. I think the second tenant of this podcast is really we want to you know, create a delicate balance between a passion for golf and the game's history and institutions and traditions, as well as an openness, on the other hand, an openness to exploring new ways to enjoy the game. You know, so there are a lot of different ways that golf can be enjoyed now uh, versus just traditional kind of country club, you know, 72 hole stroke play tournaments, right? Um, there's a lot of different ways that people are getting into the game. And if we want people to really buy into golf, I think we should be embracing and enjoying the game in different forms. Uh, and, and I think it doesn't really matter how people get involved with the game as long as people are getting involved with the game and have respect for it. Um, so that's that's one of our key tenants here at All Aboard Golf too. And then I think the third part is we just wanna give audiences the opportunity to grow in their own knowledge of the game and enjoy the game more. And you know whether people enjoy their knowledge of the game from hearing me talk about golf history stories on my history stream or listen to Caleb talk about the evolution of golf on his stream, or they just love getting a deep dive on these golf courses like we're going to get in the course preview stream. I mean, we just want people to find something they can connect with and they can grow in their knowledge of the game through listening to the content that we prepare. Uh, one more note kind of on that. I think those are the three main reasons we're doing this podcast, but a fourth reason, I guess a more personal reason for Caleb and I is, I mean, these are conversations we'd be having anyway. We would have these conversations on the phone even if we had zero listeners or if there never was any podcast. And I think we were hopeful to sort of bring our insights and our love for the game again to a wider audience, like I mentioned before. So, you know, we've never done a podcast before. This is brand new for us. And ultimately, we see this podcast as a platform to, to build something great, to build something new, to develop some new skills and to have fun along the way. Um, Caleb and I are great buddies and we're personally really looking forward to diving in and sharing a lot of content with you and creating that content. Because uh, it's, 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 you know, a, a really cool way for us to get creative and think outside the box, uh, in addition to the things we do in the rest of our lives. So I think we're just, we're just really pumped and, and stoked to be bringing some new content to you guys. So without taking too much time, again, we just wanted to use this episode as an opportunity to introduce ourselves to you, introduce a little bit more about All Aboard Golf, and give you some review of, you know, our perspectives on the game of golf, our stories with the game of golf as well as what you can expect from a content perspective from us in 2023. And look, we just want to give you a huge shout out for being one of our first listeners. We're excited to have you on this very first episode of our show. And we're just really excited to share our work and our insights with you as we begin to release our content over the next few months. So thanks for hopping aboard. And, and Caleb, I'll turn it over to you to kind of send things off here. Yeah, and as we look forward to that content, you can look for our next episode. We'll be releasing a golf history podcast on February 11th. 
You can find our whole uh, schedule for episode releases on our Twitter page and on our website, which will be linked in our Twitter bio. Yeah, just, just want to wish everyone a happy new year and uh, we hope to see you on the all aboard train. Happy new year, everybody.